What's up, you guys? You're listening to Plant-Based Christian. This is episode two, Best Behavior. Now that Valentine's Day is long gone, the real question is, were you on your best behavior? Come on up to the front, all my single friends, all my single and waiting friends, like, for real. Don't be scared. (laughs) I'm with you in here. But were you on your best behavior? This time of year, listen, we'll have you caught up in your feelings when you don't need to be. Valentine's Day is one of those days where you either love it, hate it, or just don't recognize it as a holiday. And honestly, I respect all of it because I was in all of them. I loved it, I hated it, and I completely ignored it um, at at one point in my life. Um, but this time, I was excited about it. This year and last year, I was super excited about it because I just used it as an excuse for, to either spoil myself or give somebody else something, um, yeah, and just really just show love. Um, For my single friends, I definitely wonder, how are you? Because, I mean, it took me a minute to get here to feel good and secure and and be, like, solid in the decisions that I made. Um, So I definitely wonder how y'all doing um I hope that you were not IG stalking nobody or losing yourself in memories because that gets you nowhere um but I'm sure somebody is thinking it is not that serious but for real you have no idea if you're saying that you have the slightest bit um yeah Valentine's Day can get you caught up in a whole bunch of unnecessary feelings you know, um, like I said, I'm single, single, big single, ain't entertained nobody in three years, kind of single. And that's not even mentioning the last real relationship I was in. Um, so if anybody get it, I get it. And um, just know it won't last forever. You just need me as a friend. We got each other, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, but for real, it wasn't always like that. Like, I wasn't always embracing it, like I mentioned. It was the perfect time for me to feel bad for myself at one point. It was an even better time for me to dig up the past or, hear me when I say this, or start something new without any real thought behind it. Yeah, I'm going to break that down for you. Um. Hitting up somebody random that you know you're not interested in, but you're desperate to not be alone, so you jump into something new. Yeah. I mean, I I hope I'm not alone when I explain that. Like, for real. Like, just hopping into stuff because it's so much better to start something new that has no meaning behind it than to... Actually spend time with you, spend time with God, get to know yourself. Yeah. And I know desperate sounds so unattractive, like, ew. But for real, like, that's what it is. Let's be real. That's exactly what it is. 
And and desperation doesn't even have to be that dramatic begging thing because that's what I think about when I think about desperation. But but it doesn't have to be that. If you look it up, um, it's really simple. It it just says a lack of hope. Well, it says a whole bunch of other stuff. But what I pulled from it was it's a lack of hope for a situation. And um and sometimes we make decisions based on that lack. I mean, be real. I mean, think about it. How many terrible decisions have you made based on a desire for comfort, love, to be seen? I mean, if you, if you anything like me, you've made desperate decisions on what you'll eat because of because of lack of hope and in, in other things. <laughs> I hope that made sense, but. For real, like it's so easy to make desperate decisions. Like, okay, so this it, this show, I'm I'm talking like y'all don't watch TV. Well, maybe somebody don't, but I I watch uh, this show, Married at First Sight, right? So basically, the concept of the show is people sign up to to be matched with someone to marry, not someone to date, but someone to marry. So they let these experts learn about them and then the experts find someone for them. And then when they find them, they arrange a a, a wedding where basically they meet the person at the altar. Yeah, like they marry a stranger and then they have eight weeks to decide if they want to stay married. Now... Let me explain this to you. This is my show, okay? I have become obsessed, and I blame my parents, okay? They used to watch it back in the day, and I just got hip to it maybe a couple years ago. But this show is so good, but it's the perfect example of acting off of desperation. Like, you want something so bad that you'll fully skip the process that it takes to get somewhere kind of good to just have it, to say that it happened. Now, don't get me wrong. I love this show. Don't drag me for this. I I do know that some some good marriages have come out of it, well, at least from what we can see, because obviously we always see the highlights. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But it seems like some good marriages have come out of this this thing, which it, I'm not saying that it's not possible, but I it's an act of desperation. Like, it literally is. They don't want to date anymore. Like, they don't want to go through the process of getting to know someone. They just want to be able to say that I'm married. And I've even got some faves in there, you know, but act of desperation like they just want to fast track it and although it may work for a decent amount of people or I won't even say a decent amount some people is so dangerous to the majority you know to make rash decisions you know without any thought behind it like I said I decided at some points that it was better for me to be with someone than to be by myself, you know? It was better to to get someone to show me some love, even though they didn't even know how to love me, than for me to learn how to love myself, you know? 
child like yes it hot mess okay and so that's why i'm talking about this because valentine's day will do that to you like you'll get caught up in like the hype of ooh, show love show love show love that you'll make decisions to open up doors again you know call people up that you don't need to be calling no more texting folks that you don't need to be texting simply because you want to be able to say that i have a plan on valentine's day you know, and, and I know this may not touch everybody, but for those who, who this does hit home with, you don't need to do that, bro. Like, it's it now that's it's not that serious. Like, you are already loved. And I can't express enough that it's so much better to have the right thing than to just have a thing prime example of that in this season of married at first i see season 12 the couple one of the couples chris and Paige, literally couldn't be the worst pairing i don't know what the experts were thinking when they paired them no i do know they thought "Ooh, they both mentioned god in their profiles let's put them together i know that's exactly what they thought because nothing else lines up like literally nothing um so basically the guy chris was previously engaged to someone um before coming on the show and somehow it gets called off at some point but then he signs up for the show and gets matched and he's gonna marry Paige. and so after I want to say the third episode, we find out that he's not attracted to her, which is common on the show, which, I mean, it's possible to happen when you get paired with people you don't, you've never known before. I mean, it's possible to not be attracted to them. But then we find out in that same episode that they didn't have sex like three times. So it's like, okay, you managed to express that you didn't like the way that she looked, but you liked her enough to have sex with her. That's cool. And then we find out like two or two, yeah, two or three episodes after that, that he got his ex-fiance pregnant. I mean, maybe, maybe a few weeks, maybe, no, not a few weeks, maybe a month and a half prior to the show being recorded. Child, hot mess. Now, life happens, you know? You you end up with people, you do things, you have babies, all of this stuff. It happens. We get it, you know? He's not trash for having a kid. It happens. But he's trash. <laughs> he's trash for doing all of this knowing good and well that he was signing up for a show to be married. Like, that's like... I can't think of a better way to to exemplify having a thing versus having a good thing. Like, having a marriage is one thing, but having a good marriage is something completely different. And it takes more than experts matching you up. Don't get me wrong. They be matching people up good. They match up some people good, you know. But their track record ain't that sparkling. I mean, they got a few they got a few people who have made it, but like that's after 12 seasons though. Like, I don't know. But yes, like it's so much more rewarding to have the right thing, to have that God-ordained thing <laughs> than to just have a thing. Like 
for real. Like, it's not worth it to put yourself in any predicament to think that you have a better say than what God can do, if that makes any sense at all. But yeah, that that show is it's my jam. It's it's a lot going on in that show, but it, I love it so much. It's so entertaining. But um, yeah, hopefully you're not that friend. Hopefully, hopefully you weren't that person for Valentine's Day. Hopefully you weren't the desperate one. You know, opening doors where they shouldn't shouldn't have been opened. And if you were, it's fine. We can change things around. But you have to feel confident in the decision that you made. Because one thing is for sure, I learned this. You can ask God all day long, are they the right person? Are they the right person? Are they the right person? But at the end of the day, God, he can't force you to stop messing around with somebody. Like He, he is not going to force you to stop talking to that person, you know? He won't force you to be in a relationship with him. So he's definitely not going to force you to be out of a relationship with someone else. That's just not the the kind of God that he is, you know. And so you have to figure that out for yourself. Like if you know that you don't feel good about it, if you know something ain't exactly right, that should be enough, you know. Like, yeah, it it's not worth it, bro. Like it's really not. What God has for you is so much more rewarding. And I know that it sucks to keep hearing, wait on it. Just wait on God. Just wait on God. But for real, like, it's so, so much more worth it. And I'll I'll ask you this. If you never get what you want, is God still the good God that you know him to be? And if you struggle to answer that, you should really evaluate why that thing sits so high in your life. Because nothing, and I repeat, you can quote me, nothing will ever be as fulfilling as God is. Nothing. Legit, nothing. I said what I said. For real, nothing is more rewarding. Nothing is more fulfilling than God. And that that's like question for for true thought because we have so many desires, but at the end of the day, if it does not come out to be what you want it to be, is God still good? Will you still love him or will you blame him? Okay, so in your free time, check out Psalm 27, verse 14, okay? And um, it's, it's going to be your typical weight scripture. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It is. It's one of those. But with it, um, 
I have the Life Applications Bible, um, and they have a really good like breakdown for that scripture um, that I want to read. That's really good. So it says that for this for this specific verse, it says David knew from experience what it meant to wait on the Lord. He had been anointed king at age 16, but didn't become king until he was 30. During the interim, he had been chased through the wilderness by jealous King Saul. David had to wait on God for the fulfillment of his promise to reign. Later, after becoming king, he was chased by his rebellious son, Absalom. Waiting on God is not easy. Often it seems that he isn't answering our prayers or doesn't understand the urgency of our situation. That kind of thinking implies that God is not in control or is not fair. But God is worth waiting for. Isaiah 40 verses 27 through 31 calls us to wait because often God uses times of waiting to refresh, renew, and teach us. Make good use of your waiting times by discovering what God may be trying to teach you in them. Yeah, so that part was lit for sure. Um, if you don't have a, a life applications, get one. It, they have really good breakdowns for um, the verses. They pretty much break down almost every verse. Um, but yeah, that that one was lit. And then you already know I got you on the music. That's my thing. That's what I do. Um, when you have time, check out Promise by Wes Harris and Christian Paul. And then the second one is What You Know About Love, LaShawn Brown Jr. I, I'm putting them in the episode description just in case you forget. Um, yeah, you can come back to the episode and find them down there. But um, yes, both good fire emojis for both of them um it's super 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 appropriate for what we talked about today hopefully you still love me after this episode i know that i said a lot and hopefully something um pierced your heart a little bit (laughs) um as always i appreciate y'all when y'all listen to these episodes um literally i can't say it enough i'm literally just trying to do a good god thing and i can't think of a better way to do that or who better to do it with than y'all. And so I'll see y'all on the next episode. I don't know what we'll be talking about because I let God lead this thing. So you'll know when I know. I'll see y'all.